ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Ladies, welcome to today's episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. I'm so glad that you have joined with me today. Um, I have really struggled with today's episode. Normally, I record kind of a couple weeks in advance. Um, I kind of have planned out what it is that I have up and coming so that I can really pray over it and prepare. And um, this week, has just been a challenge. I Different reasons, different things in life. Um, I got sick with the stomach virus so bad. That wiped me out for a while. Then we went straight from that into um, a big deputation travel excursion down to Florida. We were there for um, almost a week and back. And anyways, I am like down to the wire recording this and getting this out to you all. Um, That's not to say that there's any lack of preparation or lack of prayer that has went into this episode. Actually, I think I've probably planned like 10 or 12 different topics. I was like, okay, this is it. This is what I want to speak on. It got it all planned out and I just didn't have peace about it. And I've kind of been back and forth and I talked to my husband. I was like, is it normal for me to feel like, I don't know, so confused as to what to share? And it's not like, this is a one and done shot. I mean, I I have this podcast, so if I don't talk about something this week, there's always next week. Um, But, you know, my husband did tell me, he's like, well, you know, God has perfect timing in everything. And maybe there's a message that somebody needs to hear that God wants you to share. So just pray about it and see what it is that God lays on your heart. So those 10 or 12 other things are pretty prepped, ready to go, coming down the pike later. But today, I just, I don't know, maybe this this might be kind of a different episode, and I'm not even exactly sure. I have so many thoughts in my mind, so much in my heart. Sometimes, I don't know, I don't know if this happens to you. I feel like often God is doing so much inside me, in my thoughts, in my mind, in my heart, and it's almost like if I don't get it out, I'm just going to bubble over. Like God is so good. And I just want to share his goodness with everyone that I can. And I, I get frustrated with myself. I feel like I have all of these great things that the Lord is doing inside of me. And then I try to convey that through my words. And it rarely hits the bar that I hope that <laughs> or that I wanted it to. I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's it keeps me humble. I just I'm not very eloquent, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I sometimes I just feel like wow, that came out okay, but there was a lot more in there. Um anyway, just hang with me today. I I just want to make much of Jesus. We were in church on Sunday and we were singing the hymns and uh, the spirit of god was there i 
Honestly, I I was on the verge of tears as we just worshiped the Lord in song. And the song selection was so good. And the Lord just spoke to me in one of the songs and was like this. This is what I want you to share the podcast for this week on. And I was like, okay, Lord. Um, As I've kind of been mulling it over in my mind and preparing, I've been like, are you sure? Like, I don't know. I, a lot of thoughts have come to mind in what I'm going to share today, but I've been like, okay, Lord, how exactly do you want me to direct this? Um, so I'm not sure where we're going. I'm just going to speak and pray that the Holy Spirit will guide what I say. And I'm just going to trust that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, that it will meet you where you are and that it will lift your spirits and that it will encourage you and that it will point your eyes to Jesus Christ because ladies, he is so worthy of all worship and all praise. And that's what I want to speak on today. I just want to speak on a heart of worship. Why do we have a heart of worship? Um, Why should we have a heart of worship? And God just really brought my attention to this Sunday as we were singing. So the hymn that we were singing, well, there were several, but the first one that God was like, I want you to do this. I want you to talk about this was holy, holy, holy. And I love this hymn, but we were singing the third verse and I'm going to read it to you. And God just really used it to just turn my eyes to him and worship. And it says, holy, 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 though the darkness hide thee, though the eye of sinful man, thy glory may not see only thou art holy. There is none beside thee, perfect in power, in love and purity. And I was singing that and I just thought, how perfect are those words for that day, for today? Holy, 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 though the darkness hide thee, the darkness in this world is just growing increasingly darker. And I feel like it is trying so hard. Satan is trying to use the darkness to squelch the light. Holy, 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 though the darkness hide thee, though the eye of sinful man, thy glory may not see. How often do we look and see sinful men and feel like they're, they're winning, they're advancing, they're pushing their agendas, they're pushing their causes. Where are you in all of this, Lord? But though the eye of sinful man, his glory may not see, in spite of all of that, only thou art holy. There is none beside thee, perfect in power, in love and purity. You know, Evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. Satan is having his heyday for a time. God is already victorious. God sits on the throne, ruling and reigning supreme, king of kings, lord of lords. The battle has already been won. We are victorious in him, and he is holy. And as I was singing that and just thinking about in in spite of evil and wickedness and darkness. He is holy. He is holy. 
Webster defines holy um, as just this idea of being perfectly pure, immaculate, and complete in moral character. As we think about God, He is perfectly pure. He is holy. He is entire and perfect. And I, I don't know, I just, my heart just really entered into worship as we sang this song. Then we went to another song after that, and we sang the chorus goes, Behold our God seated on his throne. Come, let us adore him. Behold our king. Nothing can compare. Come, let us adore him. And when I was singing these songs, it was like the Lord just, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I just want you to proclaim that I am holy and praise me for my holiness. So that's where I'm at today, ladies. I am recording in my walk-in closet and it's me and the microphone and God and I just want to praise him for his holiness. Praise him that he is perfect, that he is entire, that he is complete and whole, that he is holy, that he is thrice holy. Isaiah chapter 6 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. There Isaiah says, Holy, holy, holy. When Isaiah got a glimpse of God and who God was, Isaiah cried, Holy, holy, holy is the King, the Lord of hosts. But Isaiah also cried, woe is me, for I am undone. You know, the clearer our vision of God, the clearer our vision of self. The more we see God in his holiness, the more we get to know the character of God, the more we see ourselves as just wretched, hell-deserving sinners. But as we see ourselves as we are and see God as who he is, My heart is filled with gratitude as I realize the magnitude of what Christ has done for me. The holy God, the King of kings and Lord of lords, sacrificed everything, everything for such a worm as I, for me, in in my darkness, in my sinful ways, the holy God came down and imputed his righteousness to my account and just praise the Lord that he is holy. I just want to share a little bit, um, just as we continue this idea of just Entering together to worship the Lord, you know, I I don't know where you are listening to this. Maybe you're out running errands, dropping off kids, listening to it in the car. Maybe you're folding laundry. Maybe you're doing dishes. Maybe you're out for a run. Um, But wherever you are, you can enter into worship. Um, Here I am in my closet and 
I'm going to enter into worshiping my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because worship is more than just something that we do at church. Worship is our response to God. Worship is a heart attitude and a response to God. Um, Evangelist Scott Pauley shared something today that I thought was so good. He said, worship is rooted in theology. No doctrine, no worship. Worship is not an emotion or an ecstatic experience. It is our response to the revelation of a holy God. And I love that. Worship is our response to the revelation of a holy God. The more we come to know about God, the theology, more that we come to know who God is, our natural response is to worship. Why? Because he is worthy of all of our worship and praise. Simeon and I have been um, kind of studying eschatology recently. We've been listening to several different podcasts that have been going through it. Um, It's really, it's been good for us. It's caused us to Um, really study out Revelation and what we believe and what the Bible says about the end times. But even as we've been studying through Revelation and having really some awesome conversations about it, um, I just keep coming back to in all of the crazy events of the book of Revelation in all of um, just, you know, this seal and this vial and this terrible thing and this event and, you know, that the, the highlight of the book of Revelation is the throne and who is seated upon the throne. And that is the Lamb. I want to read this passage to you um, from Revelation 5, verses 11 through 14. It says, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. There it says, worthy is the lamb that was slain and we fall down and worship forever and ever. You know, if we're going to worship for all of eternity, once we get in heaven, why not get a head start now? And as I learn more about God, whether it's through reading my Bible or through these hymns that are just doctrinally strong and full of truth. I come to know more about my God. As I sang, holy, 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 as I sang, behold our King, nothing can compare. Come, let us adore Him. My heart entered into worship as I just thought about God's holiness and as I praised Him in my heart that in the midst of darkness, in the midst of sinful men, that He is holy. And I just, I want to encourage you ladies, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, Just keep 
a spirit of worship about you. Be quick to enter in to worship and praising our Lord and Savior because he is so worthy. What is he worthy of? He's worthy of everything. Um, One of my favorite missionary stories, which I've been hearing a lot recently, but it's just, it's so good, is the story of two young Moravian missionary men. They had a burden for this island, um, an island full of slaves. And the slave master had said, no way is any Christian witness ever getting to the slaves on my island. Um, And so these two young men were so burdened for the people that were on this island. They sold themselves into slavery and had to book their own passage, got on the boat, And as they were pulling back from England's shores, headed to this island, knowing that they will never return, um, there were people on the shores waving them off. And one of the missionary men raised his hand and called out to the people standing on the shore, may the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering. And that is such an amazing testimony, an amazing story. What is the lamb worthy of? What is he worthy of? He is worthy of every single thing that I can give him. No amount of praise, no amount of sacrifice, no amount of me dying to self and yielding myself to the Lord would ever be too much. No, he is worthy of all because he was the lamb that was slain. And just may he receive the reward of his sufferings in my life, in your life. I just, ladies, God is so good. And I want to encourage you, first of all, if if you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior, that's step number one. Um, In the first episode of this podcast, I share my testimony and how Jesus Christ changed my life. If you've never personally prayed and asked God to forgive you from your sins and to be your Lord and Savior, I'd encourage you to go listen to that episode. And I share how you can do that, how you can know for sure that heaven is your home and that God is your father. But if you are saved, I just encourage you delve into the deep riches that are in scripture. Come to know our wonderful God. And you know, I'm going to share more about this in next week's episode. But, you know, our, our pastor talks about how the Christian life is the eternal pursuit of Jesus Christ. From the moment that I got saved, it's kind of been this unending revelation of who Jesus Christ is and what he means to me. But there have been times in my life where it's kind of been an ebb and flow. But the times in my life where God has become so real to me and I have come to know his character in such a real and even almost tangible way where I can but fall on my face and worship and praise him have been in the times of my life that were the most difficult times that I have ever faced. It was in those moments that I leaned on the Lord. I leaned on the truths of scripture and God just washed over me and filled me with his truth and filled me with the knowledge of who he is. 
And it's been in those moments that I just, I've been so convinced of who Jesus Christ is in my life. And the more, the more I have these unshakable truths rooted deep into my heart of who God is and who he is to me, the more natural I feel that worship just just flows out. It's not like like Brother Polly shared. It's not an emotion that I need to work up. I don't have to go to a building and be incited by a worship team or be amped up to enter into worship. No, no. The more I see God for who he is, the more I see myself for who I am. I can't help but fall on my face and worship and praise him. So I just want to wrap up this episode with just a few practical ways that I try to keep a spirit of worship in my home. Um, And the first way is just really staying in a constant state of prayer. Um, You know, I'm sure we all know the verse in Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. Have you ever read that and thought, there's just no way that I could pray without ceasing. I mean, how would food get on the table and laundry get done and diapers get changed? (laughs) I can't pray without ceasing. It's not talking about constantly, you know, being knelt down, just, you know, saying verbal prayers. It's talking about being in a spirit of prayer. Um, You know, when, when my husband is in my presence, I don't have to, um, you know, stop everything that's going on, walk up, grab his hands, look in his eyes and say, Simeon, da, 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 and move on to the next thing. When I want to come back to him, stop everything that I'm doing, go up, Simeon. No, it's just, it's just a natural, hey, babe, this, that, you know, Eden enters the conversation. It changes direction. We talk as together, all three of us. Then she leaves the conversation, then back. It's just a natural flow in our home. Conversation comes, it goes, you know, something comes to mind. Hey, babe, you know, this, he brings this to me. It should be the same way with the Lord. He is he's our friend. He's our father. It it talks about these different relationships in the Bible that it's not like, you know, I have to only talk to the Lord when I'm in my prayer closet, or I can only talk to the Lord during my devotional time. No, God is, his presence is always with me. It should just be a natural, the Holy Spirit brings, hey, so-and-so is struggling. Lift him up to me. Oh yeah, Lord, you know, while, while I'm making tortillas for tacos. Hey, God, you brought so-and-so to my mind. Please be with them. You know what's going on. Just work in that situation. Or, you know, as, as I'm just going through my day, it's just a natural, my heart is in this state of prayer. Um, just in and out of talking to God, talking to God. He talks to me as, as scripture comes to mind, as I read scripture. Another way that I enter into worship is having Christ-honoring music play in our home. And that has been another way that God and I have communed. And that is something that, you know, Simeon and I, I'm not going to go down this rabbit trail. We've talked a lot about um, music and different forms of music that are used in worship in different churches today. Um, And it's something that we love about the old hymns of the faith 
is that they are just so full of doctrine and truth that, you know, and so many of them have scripture written right into the song. So as I'm listening to these songs, God's pouring his truth into my heart and showing me things and teaching me things about himself. And that is one way that I just, I love to keep an atmosphere of worship in my home is to play good, godly Christian music. Sometimes I like words. Sometimes I don't even want the words. I just want the instrumental. And, um, you know, where in my own heart, I'm thinking about the words. I do have little kids at home. So when they're around, I do try to play music that has words just because they're still learning the songs and I like for them to hear the truth in those songs. And it's so fun when I catch them. You know, sometimes you don't even think that they're paying attention and then you get a glimpse and you're like, wow, they're getting so much more than I thought, you know, and, and Eden and Knox, especially Knox, he just recently has started singing way more than he has to this point. And it's so neat to see these little songs that I think, okay, they're not, they're off, you know, doing whatever, but they're hearing these songs and, you know, they're walking around. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Um, But I love having just scripture songs in our home. And I have found so much that My attitude is different when I have godly Christian music playing. I'm just going to give you a quick example. Um, So we travel in deputation a lot. Typically, when we get to wherever it is that we're staying, a lot of times we stay in prophet's chamber. So that's usually like a room or a little apartment or even sometimes it's a house that different churches have that missionaries and people traveling through can stay in. Anyway, a lot of times... Daddy does like 99.9% of the driving. (laughs) So daddy's been driving all day. Kids have been cooped up all day. And once we get to where we're staying, it's kind of mommy's job to get everything put away and organized and settled. And that that often... um, I don't know how to say it other than it, it. I often get put in a bad mood when, when we get to that stage of the traveling because we've been driving all day. Kids are crazy. They've been cooped up. Daddy's tired. He doesn't really want kids to be crazy because he's tired. Um, I'm trying to put things away. I'm trying to figure out, okay, whose room is where? How are we going to sleep? You know, um, what's in the fridge? Do we need to eat? So it's usually just all of a sudden a lot hits me and I quickly feel overwhelmed. Um, but a couple trips ago, this happened. We've been traveling all day. It was late at night. Everybody was hungry. We needed to get unloaded and settled before we could get food. Um, so we went in the prophet's chamber. It was kind of like a little mini apartment. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, whose beds where, how many beds do they have? What's the layout? And I'm unloading stuff and the kids are climbing everywhere. And I could just feel my heart, um, just kind of filling with anxiety and frustration and like, oh my goodness, I just need a quiet moment. If I could have a quiet moment, I could put everything away. And I I just, I started getting snappy with the kids. I started getting impatient with Simeon and the Holy Spirit was like, turn on some music. And so I did, I went and this time it was just instrumental. Um, One of my sweet friends has recorded a beautiful CD of her playing the piano. Um, It's got some penny whistle and guitar. It's gorgeous. But one of the reasons that I love it is because it actually has my favorite hymn on there, Nearer My God to Thee, and my husband's favorite hymn, There is a Fount. 
and they're back to back. So it's just, it's an extra plus of the CD. But I turned that on and I turned it up pretty loud because I needed to hear of the chaos. And it was like almost instant calm and peace filled my heart. And I just, it's kind of like all of a sudden I'm just putting stuff away. Everything's okay. We're going to get it all figured out. You know, it doesn't all have to be perfectly organized, you know, immediately. We've got this, the kids. And, you know, nothing really changed about my circumstances. I still had suitcases to unpack. I still had hungry bellies to fill. And I still had kids that were wound up from being in the car and a husband that was tired. But my heart changed. And when my heart changed, my outlook changed. When my outlook changed, my attitude changed. And it was mind-blowing. Like when all of a sudden I realized like, oh, I didn't respond as snappy as I did a minute ago. And I thought, it's the music. I, I, the, when I'm sitting there singing nearer my God to thee, nearer to thee, it's, it's kind of hard to turn around and immediately snap at my kids. So that was just one example of, I just was like, oh, light bulb moment. And since then, I've tried to be better about, I I try to have music playing in general, but especially those moments where I can kind of feel the anxiety rising in me. I just, okay, pause, turn on the music and focus on the Lord. So I try to stay in a state of prayer. I try to have good scripture-filled music in our home. And then the last one is I try to have a spirit of gratitude. And this really, this is going to come full circle back to worship and just praising God for his attributes. And as I started out today, just praising him for his holiness. When my heart is full of gratitude, when I am expressing that gratitude, My eyes are not on me. My eyes are not on the temporal. My eyes are on the eternal. And when my eyes are on the eternal, my heart changes and my attitude changes. And our pastor talks often about when God has his rightful place in your life, everything else will fall into its rightful place. When God, and and I don't even like saying that God is number one on my list. No, God is not even on my list. God is, God should be my highest goal, my highest priority, then my list. But when God is in his rightful place in my life, my marriage is going to be right on track. My parenting is going to be on track. The bigger that God is in my eyes, the more that I am worshiping him, the more that I am praising him, the more that I am learning and delving into him, the more my other relationships glorify him. And I I love this idea of just being in a state of praise and gratitude. And that's something that I really, I feel like all of us have to work at. Um, You know, we're just, it's so easy to complain and to give in to negativity. Um, but that's not the spirit that that's not the spirit that I want my kids to have. That's not what I'm teaching my toddlers. When they complain, I am quick to say, "Hey, wait. Uh-uh. We don't complain. We use our mouth for gratitude and for truth." But I ask the Lord to forgive me for being so quick to complain and trying to just be filled with gratitude. And one way that 
I have been trying to just in a very small, tangible way, implement gratitude into our home is when we get groceries and bring them home. I'm a grocery pickup girl. I'm sorry. Thank you, technology. We can now order our groceries online and pick them up in the store. So I go pick up my groceries, bring them home. And then while I'm unloading, and and, you know, that's another time where I feel like stress can start running high when you're unloading littles out of the car. You know, they're running around. You're trying to put away the groceries, carry all that in back and forth, back and forth. Finally get it all in. Then you're trying to put it away. Then, oh, you know, we got goldfish. I want snack. No, it's almost time for dinner. I got to put the groceries away so I can figure out what we're making. Anyway, that, that is a time... I feel like sometimes as a mom, you can get a little overwhelmed putting away the groceries. So something that the Holy Spirit just led me to do one time, and I was like, I like this, that I've really tried to implement, is as I put away the groceries, I just start thanking the Lord for the groceries. (laughs) As I'm putting stuff in the pantry, I'm like, thank you, Lord, that once again, you have filled my pantry. As I'm putting the eggs and the butter and stuff in the fridge, thank you, Lord, that you have provided us with a full refrigerator. Thank you that I have these groceries to put away, that once again, you've kept your promises that you will not forsake us, that you will take care of our every need. And that's just been one little thing that I've done but I love it. And, you know, I Eden was helping me put away groceries a few weeks ago, and she was doing it right along with me. And I thought, this is a great teaching opportunity. And, you know, I, I'm just trying to be better about looking for other avenues in my life where I can just be filled with gratitude and filled with thanksgiving and worship the Lord. Even in something as simple as putting away groceries, I'm worshiping the Lord because, Lord, your promises are true. You promised me that just like you take care of that little sparrow, you're going to take care of me. Thank you, God, for taking care of us, for providing for us, for always being faithful. I praise you for your faithfulness. And here, something as simple as putting away the groceries just delves into this whole praising and glorifying and worshiping my Savior. So I I hope this episode has encouraged you. I hope that wherever you are, as you've been listening, that you've entered into worship with me. Maybe God has brought things to your heart and mind that you are just overcome with his goodness and his character and who he is and that you worship him and you praise him for. But I just want to challenge you to have personally a heart of worship and then as you have the heart of worship let that spill over into your home let there be an atmosphere of worship in your home why again why why have a heart of worship why have a home atmosphere of worship because he is worthy he is worthy of all worship and all praise. And may the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his sufferings. May we praise him and glorify him for all that he has done for us. I hope this episode has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. But even more than that, I, I just, I really pray that this episode 
has glorified Christ, that he has been magnified, that his name has been lifted up, that he has been praised for his holiness, for the fact that he is worthy, and that as we see God high, holy, and lifted up, see ourselves and see what Christ has done for us, that not just today, not just as you listen to this episode, but that many days, many years from now, that the truths that I shared from scripture today will work in our hearts and cause us to continually just worship and love our Lord. If this episode has been an encouragement, I'd ask that you uh, like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can follow the blog at nohighercalling.org. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.